So I'm going to do a brief overview of the topic of fasting. I am going to give you God's word. Okay? So this is not any connotation to any specific religious belief, any specific church. I'm going to tell you, this is what God's word has given us as examples of fasting. Okay? And then I will open it up to question and answer if there are any. And if they're not, go have some more cheesecake, and I'll see you next week. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to answer, I'm going to do a little Q&A to begin with and get into some scripture because hopefully that will help give the frame and reference. Okay? So the first question that I think most people would want to know, I would want to know is, what is fasting? When you hear that term fasting, what does that mean? Okay? Fasting is the partial or complete abstaining from something to show humility, and I'm going to give it to you guys again, and total submission to God. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, but I'm giving you the definition. So fasting is either the partial or the complete abstaining from something to show humility and total submission to God. Now, typically, the question comes up is, well, isn't fasting food? The answer is yes and no. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the examples I give you, I'm going to explain to you, all of the examples from the Bible, they fasted food. But I'm going to talk to you about why that is and what the most overriding priority and principle there is in fasting in just a minute. Why is fasting important? Why did God put it in the Bible at all? When you think of all of the examples of things that have happened over all of the generations of what God could have given to have inspired and authored in the Bible, why does he give examples of fasting? Why did he give that to us? The reason is what I answered in verse number or in question number one. The purpose and why God gave us examples of fasting in the Bible, the reason it's important is we need to understand in our Christian walks how to show complete humility and submission to God. So question number one, question number two, answer each other. The reason God gave it as examples for us and showed us in his word is because they are examples where people were in complete humility and submission to God. That is the purpose of fasting. Okay? Here's question number three. And this is that overriding, whenever I talk about fasting with anybody, whenever I do a fast, this is where I try to make sure my heart is. How do I know if and when... I should fast. And the answer is, you should know by the Holy Spirit leading your heart. The challenge is, I believe God lays that on people's hearts and they just don't listen. (coughs) Excuse me. Since the purpose 
of fasting is to have complete humility and submission to God. In essence, to do a fast, you should be listening to the Holy Spirit. Y'all get me? So because you're getting ready to go on vacation and you want to fit into the bathing suit, it's not the time to start a fast unless God is convicting you about your weight and therefore is directing your heart that you should be fasting. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Okay? I'm trying to be very poignant and very clear. Because remember, that which is done out of man and not out of the Holy Spirit is like filthy rags to the Lord. It's an abomination. So to fast and not have a heart to do it for the Lord and really be led that that's what you're supposed to be doing is for the Lord, God sees it as filthy rags. You might as well eat the cheeseburger. Okay? Let me give you some examples. Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21. Then I proclaimed a fast there, that we might humble ourselves before our God, to seek from him a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and all our goods. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way. The hand of God is for good on all who seek him and the power of his wrath against all who forsake him. So we fasted and implored our God for this and he listened to our entreaty. Here's the other piece of fasting. It always goes with prayer. Let me say that again. You will see example after example. Fasting, prayer. They always go together. There's no purpose to fast if you're not going to seek the Lord. Fasting, prayer. Esther, the great queen Esther, chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. When Mordecai perceived, remember Uncle Mordecai, When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent, ripped his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes. This is at the time that the edict had gone out that there was going to be the great slaying and killing that was to happen. So he was distressed about this. And he went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry. Verse 2, and came even before the king's gate, for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. So he sat outside the gate. Verse 3, and in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was a great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing, in their time praying, while they were in their sackcloth and ashes. So Queen Esther requested a fast that went out for everybody to seek the Lord about that which had been commanded by the king. Right? Uh, That was chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. There's more to it, um, so that's the excerpt from it. Daniel, chapter 10, verse 1 through 3. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia. Isn't that so cool? We just learned about it. I was like, woohoo! 
So we just learned about Cyrus, king of Persia. A revelation was given to Daniel. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, Daniel mourned for three weeks. So the message that he received, it was distressing to him. He ate no choice food. No meat or wine touched his lips. And he used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Woo, me without my serum and my moisturizer. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Boy, that would really be a fast for me. I know, just kidding. So that's another example of something came, not great news, seeking the Lord, right, in submission. Second Samuel, chapter 12, verses 15 through 17. This is an example of, at the time, David, king, the great King David, had had an affair with Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, while he was out at war. And the Lord afflicted the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became sick. David, therefore, sought God on behalf of the child, and David fasted. Prayer, seeking God, fasting. They always go together. Okay? Two more. Matthew, chapter 6. Verses 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. So this is that moment of to go out and be fasting and not have a right heart. He's saying they're all done. But when you fast, this is very critical. It doesn't say, but if you fast. That is a very critical part. People in our Christian walks will try to argue, well, we don't need to fast. God's word says, when you fast. What does that mean? He's expecting you to have moments in time in your life where you're going to need to be fasting. Make no mistake. God's word says it. When you fast, anoint your head, meaning don't tear your clothes and wear the sackcloth and the ashes. Anoint your head. Wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who's in secret will reward you. What does that mean? I'm not saying that there aren't times that you're going to be fasting and something's going to happen and you're going to have to say to somebody, I'm so sorry, I, I don't want to offend you, but I'm doing a fast right now and seeking God, right? That's okay. We shouldn't be walking around saying, oh, I'm so sorry, my stomach just growled, you know, I'm fasting, I've been doing it for a couple of days now, right? That's religion. That's filthy rags unto God. When we fast, it is to be as much in secret. Not meaning that we're hiding something bad, it means it's a thing that you're doing with your heartstrings to God, in submission to Him, to hear His voice. Amen? The last one, um, also comes from Matthew. It's chapter 9, verses 14 through 15. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, 
and then they will fast. What was Jesus saying there? He's saying, they don't need to fast right now. I'm with them. They don't need to seek me. I'm right here. But when I'm gone, they're going to need to be back into fasting. He put the Pharisees right in their place. They don't need to fast right now. Jesus was walking with them. But when he's gone, which he was already foretelling, then fasting will need to become a part of their spiritual life to draw them closer to me and to my Heavenly Father. Okay? So, fasting, prayer. The Bible always uses examples of fasting food. There's a reason for that. You have to go back to, in that time, food was a big deal because it took a lot in order to have it. There was a lot of consumption of time and effort that took into preparing a meal. The purpose of fasting is to replace something in your life with the Lord. Now, I do feel, this is my own editorial, so I'm going to make it very clear. You will not find this in God's Word. This is Colleen speaking, and great, it's going to be recorded. I do think God leads people to fast food, and they choose a path of least resistance. I'm just going to say it, okay? I do believe God asks people to fast food in some way, fashion, or form, and they decide, I don't think so. And they fast something else. That's between them and the Lord. I will tell you, if God calls on your heart to fast, and he very clearly makes it, that it's to be sustenance for you in some form or fashion, be obedient. There is a blessing that comes in obedience, in fasting, in prayer. I can attest to it over and over and over again. God is faithful when we submit ourselves and sacrifice before him. He is faithful. He gave us his word to show us how faithful he was when people humbled themselves to fast. And we need to be mindful of that. Let me see if there's anything else here, and then I will... Oh. There are different kinds of fasts. Um, some people will do, there's the traditional fast. No food, just water. If you're going to do a no food, just water, you really need the backing of the Holy Spirit with that one. Okay? Because that's a huge commitment. There are the liquid fast: Broths, non-sugared smoothies. So no regular food, only liquids. I, I have done an all-just-broth fast. I did that for three days. I felt led to do that one time for a specific reason, for whatever. And so all I took in was water, coffee, and broths for three days and, and prayed and sought God. I've only done that once. Okay? There's no meat, no sweets. Some people will do a fast for three days, five days, seven days, where all they're eating is fruits and vegetables and water. I am a big believer because I think God's word directs us over and over and over again. Whatever fast you do, it needs to be to draw closer to him. I have asked our leadership team at times in prayer because I felt 
just I couldn't get away from it. Felt God asking me to ask our leadership team to fast about a decision we're trying to make, about direction that we're trying to have. And I allow them and ask them to please go seek God about when they're going to do it. I normally give a time frame, but please do it sometime within this time frame. It is always for us to come together in one mind, in one spirit, with clarity from God about what we're trying to do. And he has always been faithful to us when we've done it. Amen? Amen. He has been faithful to us. This ministry and what he's doing is an example of his faithfulness to us when we have sought him in prayer and fasting. One last example, then I'll open up for Q&A. I had a relationship in my life many years ago that was um, in complete disrepair. And it was... I had done all I could do. I had said all I could say. I didn't know what else to do. This relationship was very important to me. And I just didn't know what to do. And I felt God start tugging on my heart that I needed to be fasting and praying. And I had not done anything quite like this before. And so I felt that I needed to do that. And so I took Tuesday, every Tuesday of the week, and fasted 24 hours. So from the morning to the following morning, and it was a complete fast. So I only drank water and coffee during that time. And I did that for about two and a half years. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. The relationship started to see some change. Not because of the person in the relationship changed but because God was changing me. Because I submitted myself and allowed him to start showing me where I needed to be changed, where I needed to be humbled. And over time, that relationship came to a point that exceeded any expectation I could have ever had of where it would have ended up. And the person on the other end has not changed a whole lot, but I have, and it was through the power of being obedient and fasting, and let me tell you what, there were Tuesdays that Tim Horton's Timbits were sitting outside my office from 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. that day, right? Didn't mean that there weren't times that it was difficult for me to keep that commitment, but I would get up, and the first thing I would do in the morning is I would pray. I would pray on my commute. God, I need you. I want you. Show me. Break me. Teach me. What has to happen? I, there are so many examples of the power of fasting and praying that when you experience the power that comes from that in your own life, you will look for and want more opportunities for God to lead you in that direction because the blessing from the obedience, it comes. It definitely comes. Many churches, pastors will say, please join me. And they will ask and call the church to a prayer. Why? Because when people come together in humility and submission before the Lord, then he can speak. Then he can move. Then he can change. Then he can direct. Because it takes you completely out of the picture and allows you to be the most open you can be to God. Amen? Okay. Questions? Yes. So, 
How did fasting become associated with Lent? <laughs> okay. I'm going to do the best I can because, yes, yes. Um, the idea of the sacrifice leading from and up to the death of Jesus is the background of where that came. Um, more of a custom and tradition um, than, than anything else. But it um, stemmed from a long time ago of taking time before the, it's the last 45 days or 42 days. I can't remember. It's always according, I think, to the Jewish calendar. But it's the last days before Jesus um, was on the cross that is used as that time frame. All the ins and outs of Lent, I'm not as familiar because um, I'm not as familiar with, with that. How did fasting and Lent become kind of the same? Yes. And I I do recognize Lent. Um, My husband and I have always fasted during that time frame to prepare our hearts for Easter. Um, But I also fast before Christmas. Um, Just because of the fact that it's a time um, when people are the most open to the Lord. And so, you know, sometimes my fasting is... What do I need to do to be more open to God so I can be a better witness and a servant for, you know what I mean? So, um, but the whole topic of Lent, I'm not as versed in that um, in terms of the tradition of that. Um, Again, if you do the the time frame of Lent, you just want to, again, be looking for God to direct you and and show you what you should be fasting and if you should be fasting during that time frame. So yeah. is fasting always associated with food? You started out by saying it isn't, and then now I'm hearing a lot about food. No, food is the most common. Right. Right? Because it's the most um, sought after, focused on, right? So food is the most common. It does not always have to be food. I have known people who have fasted other things, and it was very God-directed in their life. Because what they were fasting had risen up to take too much time, um, such as media. I have known people who have said, that's it, I'm fasting TV because I know I'm allowing myself more TV time and I'm not spending as much time studying God's Word. I know some people that I would love to have them fast their iPads and playing (laughs) games on their iPads because that time spent on the iPad is consuming more time than what they should be and I'd rather see them spending time in God's word and praying and serving. So, yes, the most common is food, but it's not the only thing that can be fasted. God honors the heart. Yes? Cindy just got a text that the roads are getting really slick, so you might just want to take Yeah, they are. Okay. They're closing the schools, too, I heard. Okay. So are there any other questions? Okay, hold on, guys. Just... Filthy rags. Filthy rags. Rags. Yes, our works are like filthy rags for the Lord if our heart's not in it. Yes, but guys, this is still being. Yes. Yes, because we're still on the recorder. So, yeah. Are you going to still cover fasting in chapter 58 then? 
Yes. Yes, I will be talking about it. But this seemed to be needed a little more time and attention. And obviously, how many people stayed? I'm glad that we did it. So, any other questions? Well, yeah. Do you know any books on fasting? Oh, there's a ton. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there are. But yeah. Recommend, so. um, I don't. I studied a lot of different things, but I did it all online. Um, and then when I studied the scripture, I used my commentaries when I was studying the scripture to make sure. Yes. I don't necessarily have a specific book about fasting that I could refer you to. I would say anything that says that fasting and prayer should go together should definitely be something you would be looking for in it. But that's a great question. Yes. Yes. This is the reason we're recording it is because there are people here or who could not be here today who specifically said, "Please make sure this goes online." So we are recording it so it can be put online. Anything else? No. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a safe trip home.